Please listen carefully. And now, live from a shield bunker in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two captains marveling at a squirrel, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today we are talking, we are assuming our position oh. about the Marvels. The Marvels with a fancy big old lightning shaped S. The MCU cinematic movie that came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And we, Mikey and I watched it and we're going to talk about it. We saw it a couple weeks ago, so we've had time to sit and ferment, ferment. No. Ferment? Ferment. Yeah. Fermentally. Mm-hmm. Fermenting. It's fermented in our brains? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stewed? So stew in, on in, it. In the noodle soup up there? Yeah. <laughs> but point of order, we didn't just go see it. We went on a movie date. We did. It was fun. It was fun. It's fun to go to the movies. I think that a lot of people have forgotten that it's fun to go to the movies. That's it. I think a lot of people got in the, um, the, the pandemic habit. Um, oh, for sure. And... I think that we don't see it as much because we're in a a state that was a little more like just go out, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this still, you see a little bit of it. But hey, everybody, man, I just got to tell you, I'm not getting political over here. But you can go back out now. They have all kinds of vaccines now, and everything's fine. And it is weird that like movies do seem to be one of the things that haven't really bounced back as well as like yeah. we've been like I've been to concerts, we've been to concerts. There's people seem to be. Going out to holiday events and getting out, yeah, but movies not so much. I think a lot of it has to do with people just got into the habit of seeing it on their big screens, yep, and at home, and it was comfortable and easy oh, for sure. And they were like, mm, "Is it really any better going out?" Um, because I mean, we did see it, and there was what two other people in that theater, yeah, with us, yeah, because we saw it kind of late in its run, so we didn't experience what people complain about movies. We're also very spoiled being in the DFW area of having Alamo draft houses. Yes. Which specifically say, shut up or we're kicking you out. <laughs> and I have been to conventional theaters and had that like, oh my gosh, what is going on with yeah. these people over there? I just wasted 20 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. For like, depend per person, whatever, whatever yeah. you're doing. So it's more of a, uh, I'd say it's more of a reflection on society as a whole than it is the movies themselves. <laughs> Deep. I like it. Because I think the movies are still good. People are still streaming them. People the, are still watching them. For sure. They're just not going out to them as much as they used to. But it's so much fun, especially movies like this, these big sci-fi action, yes. uh, blow them up. Popcorn munchers. I mean, blockbuster movies. Yeah, on the big screen with the big sound system. I know you can get that stuff in your house, sort of. But, yes. But man, there's nothing beats that the gigundo screen and the gigundo speakers that when explosions happen, your like chest is shaking. It's it's one of those things though. It is the cinema experience. I'm with you. Like shaking chest, big speaker sounds, all that. Absolutely. It's an experience, but you don't forget how cool it is until you like go do it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forget this. This is awesome." Mm-hmm. But you don't really. It's like going bowling. You don't really think of it. I don't yeah. really think of it, you know. Yeah. But every time I go bowling, I'm like, "Man, I should go bowling more." <laughs> you know? 
movies, same category. Yeah. But uh, we are talking about the 33rd movie in the Marvel MCU wow. universe. And that's part of the thing, too, is that there's. I think there might be some Marvel fatigue here as well. Because it used to be you can only see the Marvel stuff in the theaters, but now you can see Marvel stuff on TV. Yep. There's the shows coming out. Um, and not only that, but this... This movie had like oh so little promotion because of the strike. Absolutely. Any of the actors in it couldn't talk about it. They weren't allowed. It was part of the strike. So the only promotion that could be done was just studio promotion. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like showing a cut up version of the trailer on what's TV. It, what's it called when they say like the press can't talk about it until like a certain date? Gag order? <laughs> Leslie uh, embargo something like embargo that. yeah yeah it was, it was that because of the strike it was exactly. one of the first like sort of repercussions we saw because of the strike I think mm -hmm. maybe not the first but yeah. one of the early ones that was like oh yeah people kind of forgot that this was a thing yeah there was a lot of actors slash comedians who are on podcasts that I was listening to and they're like I can talk about my stand-up I can talk about my stand-up tour but don't ask me about any movies or tv shows I'm in because yeah. I can't talk about it because contracts are crazy now. Yeah. But uh, resolved. Resolved. Or, or at least talks and, and deals have, are currently, you know, inked and signed. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's all that, too. So there's there's a whole mess around this. It is a weird sort of smorgasbord of stuff, yes. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, this movie didn't do well because X, Y, Z. And I don't think it is because X, Y, or Z. I think it might be X, Y, and Z. Yes. I think there's a lot of stuff that went into why this didn't hit as hard as other Marvel things have in the past. Yeah, I'm kind of scattershot on this movie because, like, I mean, up front, it, it, overall, just broad thumbs up because I enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. But there is so much going on, and I don't think it is like, oh, this, w this went wrong or this explains that. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. It is a variety of things. I have, like, thoughts that I think might have, been variables in there, mm -hmm. but to what extent, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's a lot of factors. Some of the criticisms that I will quote-unquote support, or I understand, but we don't fall into it, is some people were like, I never watched the Miss Marvel show, and you kind of have to have seen that to 100% know what's happening with some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's key. Uh, never watched WandaVision. Yep. You kind of had to have watched that too, I think. Yep. And then it doesn't even really matter if you saw Captain Marvel or not, I don't think. I mean, yeah, sure, but that was uh, what's funny is that the main protagonist, Captain Marvel, yep. I think her thing was like the least important ingredient into going into this because the thing that she did to, to kind of like create the situation wasn't even done in a movie. Yeah. It was done in, in something, a flashback. During in, this movie. During this movie. Yeah. You learn about the inciting incident for right. this property, which is good. Yeah. That's great because, at one, I think people forgot about Captain Marvel. Yeah. And two, but or they're banking on people knowing that the best because she's the main character, yeah. head of the poster. Yeah. Which is, I mean, hey, we that's what we want. That's what we've given compliments to people for. Mm -hmm. It's like, trust your audience. But that's also throwing three properties that people sort of had to do a little bit of homework yeah. on to catch everything. Yeah. I do think it's enjoyable not having, like, you could see two out of three and still have a good time. Mm -hmm. Maybe one out of three have less so of a good time. Uh -huh. I don't know how, I don't know anybody that would go to this movie without uh, seeing at least one of those. So maybe that's yeah. a factor in it. You know, there is so much backstory you have to sort of right. already know. 
but yeah, like having the three properties, that's that's a lot of homework, and that that makes it weird. But it was a good reminder that it was nice that they had a self-contained story for this because I didn't rewatch anything. Did you rewatch anything before no, we went uh, into this? No, no. Uh. So I sort of went into it fresh, being like, okay, it's what I already have in my brain is right. what I'm going with. And I wasn't like, what? Too often. It was like, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I said it didn't, didn't doesn't really affect us because we watched those things, but I could understand that being a criticism. And that's a valid criticism. Yep. Because one of the things I want, want to talk to you with, above and beyond the Marvels here, yeah. is that, you know... Um, we've been banging the drum of like positivity. We're positive. We talk stuff in a positive way, mm -hmm. but we can still be critical of things. For sure. But the reason why I don't want us to go totally all the way to like everything's good yes. because that's the exact yang or yin to the person who says everything's bad. But it's also the world of the Lego movie, which I would want to be in. But yeah. no, I get what you're saying. But that's the people we are, we're against. And there was a lot of it for this movie. I went, because we had a little time before we record this, I, I went to see, I'm like, hey, what are the criticisms? I want to like hear and see if any of this is valid. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm not just going to be one of those people who puts myself in a bubble and is like, no, everything's good. Everything's great. Everything's yeah, yeah. fine. But there was so much invalid criticism. There was so much clickbait toxicity. Yeah. Um, is this the death of Marvel? Uh, putting three women as leads fails. You know, just all this stuff that's so toxic and so clickbaity. Yeah. And also supported by the fact that it was Marvel's lowest reported box office. Right. Like, I mean, this movie did perform badly. Yeah. Like, just objectively. Mm hmm. But, okay. But that that's nice. But I say that as an unfortunate thing, not like that they're right. Well, I know, and but what I'm saying is they use that to bolster argument as being right. Yeah. Whereas I say, can you judge something based on its own merits and not what other people think of it or how well it did? Because if you're judging it on what other people think of it and how well it did, you're not being a true critic. There you go. That's what I feel. I got you. Because all these famous critics from way back who weren't YouTubers who were actually paid to be critics, mm -hmm. their opinion was val valued because their opinion was their opinion and they didn't let anyone sway them. I got you. And it feels very sway to me. It's like, this stinks. And look, it stinks because it did bad. You know? And it's like... Uh, that's not a <laughs> it, it and it, yeah it's the internet that's that's the loud internet at moments because it can go it's a force for good or evil there's tons of things that are objectively good now or classics now or mm -hmm. cult classics or they had legs yep. that at the time they came out were panned did bad at the box office were considered quote unquote bad yeah yeah so you can't just use that to bolster your argument because it's been false in the past. Exactly. And especially because of how trendy it is to, how trendy that opinion forming is now. Like, mm -hmm. it's got to be immediate and it's got to be, you got to get on whatever train it is right. that's leaving the station, whether it's the suck train or the, the hooray train. Yes. Because it goes both. It, it does go both ways. Both directions. And we try to be in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. But we do lean towards positive because why be negative? And some of these guys are allergic to fun. <laughs> well, I, they are. I think they're sure. allergic to fun because ultimately, for me, just put it on Front Street, yeah, but yeah. we will talk about it some more, is this movie was just was fun. That's it. 
it embodied a comic book movie to me. Uh, comic books are supposed to be fun. That's it. Comic books can get silly. I hear you. It, this was a popcorn muncher, 100%. And I have said many times in the past on the show how much I love popcorn munchers. You can kind of turn your brain off. <laughs> yeah. And you can just have fun watching this. It's colorful. There's a lot of action in it. Oh. There's a lot of good performances. There's an Oscar winner up there. I mean, there's it's it's just a whole bunch of fun. And what else are you looking for when you're going to the movies? But to have fun. And some of these guys just seem like, you know, they're looking for gravitas in a Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. uh, (laughs) No, you're firing so many of my tangent buttons in my brain. But and this isn't what it's about. Uh, This this movie ultimately is like Marvel at this point. What? Thirty three movies plus the shows. Marvel at this point is a franchise in the way that Applebee's or Chili's is a franchise. I get it. Like if you if you see an Applebee's, Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, okay, I know what. My experience is going to be going in there. You want to go get kicked out of an Applebee's? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Michelin rated food? No. Oh. Is it going to be good? Sure. Yeah. If you know what to order, that everyone has their favorite, right? Everyone has their favorite and it's tasty and they like it and they order and they get it. Give me and, them firecracker chicken wraps. Right. <laughs> and everyone has the, a nice time at Applebee's. That was a nice meal. We know what we're getting at Applebee's. And for me, the MCU has become that. Yes. It's become like, I know what I'm getting when I go into an MCU. Oh, very much. And I'm not looking <laughs> I'm not looking for Gordon Ramsay to be in the kitchen. Yes, I'm with you. And unfortunately, but I do think there is still a contingent of nerds out there that want uh, like earth-shattering development and elevation right. with each step every time. Every time. And they're, they don't want Applebee's. They want to try the, the hot new thing, but they want it to be an awesome experience. Exactly. Time. And uh, I, I'm with you. And ultimately, these come from comic books, and comic books don't go there that often. They do sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But I would say the majority of the time, they're just good fun. It, 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 I'm going to sound like a broken record because you started, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo it, and Scotty's going to shake his head in the booth because <laughs> I'm on the same page with you. But And for I'm going to imagine similar reasons, but... The fact that it's a comic book movie is sort of key here. The fact that it's the 33rd movie works against it. The fact that the MCU has been doing arc upon arc where everything ties together is very neat and there's all Easter eggs and all the story fits and everybody's playing a part. That's wearing on people. That's what's causing burnout. Yeah. And that's elevating. That's power creep. They did a great job with it, but now we are like at the end of a really, really long uh, duration of that. Exactly. I think... If I had to guess and speculate, uh, in the boardroom, they were like, we need a comic book movie. We need a fresh sort of just boom. Let's let's entertain the kids. And then the strike happened and then delayed and timed yeah. in and all that. But this is a this is a one shot comic book movie that's a ton mm-hmm. of fun. Yep. It's characters you know now, which they are let you be like, okay, you know about these people. Mm-hmm. They don't give it to you too much, you know. They expect you to know about it, but we have had so many of these that we there are comic book tropes in here that are almost tired tropes at this right. point because we've seen them before in a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we'll start getting into one detail about this movie, but uh, Kamala Khan, like, she does yeah. the whole, like, we're a team. Oh, like, what's your name? Like, it's really cute because it's a Kamala Khan. Uh, Iman Vellani, you know, she yeah. is charming. Like we've said every time we talk about Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, that is on display here, which adds to the fun, but... That's bits that we saw in Spider-Man. Right. You know, there's a tropes now. Yes. Because we've seen so many superhero right. movies. But 
that's also fun. Like that's that's fun. going to Applebee's and they serve you the hot French fries first or whatever. You yeah. know, like <laughs> yeah. it's it's what you come to expect. But I think because there is. Yeah, thirty-three movies of art. Yeah, but like, like if, if we're gonna keep doing this funny Applebee's analogy, Amon Valani is like you had an awesome waitress. Absolutely, like she was she was sweet, she yeah, was yeah. fun. Abs- oh yeah, you know she just lightened up the whole meal just because yeah, yeah. she had all the right flair on That's and it. everything. Yeah, because I mean she owned this role. I mean she was great in Miss Marvel. She's the same here. Um, but I mean she to me steals it. Absolutely. For me. I I love how when they introduce her, they don't do anything different than what they did in Miss Marvel. It has her little cartoons that she draws. We go into her cartoons like they did in Miss Marvel. Yeah. Everything is like that's they're like, okay, this is where she's from. This is who she is. They don't try to like we're in a movie now, we need to make it different. They didn't make it different. The, yeah, she's yeah. still the same person. One of the big criticisms I'll for a second, I didn't even watch it, is yeah. is that in Secret Wars, which was the Yeah. Did you watch it? I didn't, and that's See, it was that's, gonna be a talking point. So Secret Wars fill me in. Apparently people don't like it at all. That's and the yeah. and the reason why is because Nick Fury in that doesn't act like Nick Fury acts anywhere else. Yeah. And then this movie is supposed to be after that, and he's back to acting like Nick Fury used to act before. So it doesn't make any sense. A lot of people said yeah. that they should say that Secret Wars comes after this movie. And it would make more sense? It would make more sense. For Nick Fury. For Nick Fury, yeah. Because apparently there's characters who are integral in Secret Wars who don't show up in this at all, even though that deals with Skrull and Nick Fury yeah, that, and the yeah. space station. Mm-hmm. All that, there's like people missing. I get it. And, and it's like two different, it's like they weren't doing these considering each other <laughs> maybe that was the fourth property that they were hoping people to know and they're like we've already asked them to watch right. three shows I don't know. four is too many but that's my example of how they didn't do that yeah with miss marvel they didn't do the with kamala khan she's exactly the same as she was her family's there like yep. they should be because they're brilliant and they add so much to it they her mother's so, the sweetest they yeah. add so much more than the, the that's what elevates it above the spider-man trope yep. because they add so much more than not may mm-hmm. god bless her you gotta love Aunt May and Marissa Tomei is one of the one of my top tens um, but her family just adds her brother and her dad and her mom just adds so much to it it just makes her seem more they did a good job of and we've talked about this of Tom Holland a young, they got a young guy he's one of the first ones who seems like a teenager yeah, yeah. out of all the Spider-Men we've had before that's it but man does Kamala Khan seem like a teenager yes I mean this is a teenage girl in America, who's a total fangirl, yes. which she is in real life. She's almost playing herself. Do you know that Amon Vellani has a notebook full of like all these theories and like plots and points and stuff? And I didn't know about the theories gets, and plots. That's anytime funny. she gets around Kevin Feige, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> And she has it with her, and she starts asking him crazy questions and stuff. He starts seeing her come down the hall. He's like, oh, and turns around real quick, (laughs) hides in the elevator. He's like, door closed, door closed. (laughs) Which, But I love, but man, her throughout this thing, just every time she's there, I'm smiling. (laughs) She's always, she's one of us. She's she's there. I love I'm that I know they show it in the trailer but when I just love is this an Avengers test? <laughs> yeah. But it's that throughout she's like I hope it's okay that I used Miss Marvel. It's not going to get it. <laughs> and and they and they write it so well. It's such a fun character because 
like I got grumpy when they put like she flashes to space and she freaks out, obviously, but then she's immediately cool with it. I'm like, that's a weird tone because it happens kind of early in the movie. But then you forget that she is a teenager who just got powers. And so it's that comic book thing of like, I'm a goofy kid, but also I have now responsibilities and larger perspective on the it's, world. Yeah, it's like she remembers. Yeah. And and knowing teenagers and having been a teenager, there there is that thing of like, well, I'm just a kid. And then you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. I have a responsibility right now. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing there, I think, is a lot of that. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? Oh, wait a minute. I have superpowers. <laughs> uh, but to the point you said earlier, and it's to compliment what we they did what we complimented before in that Marvel's really good about making each property have an identity of who they're talking about. Right. This, you have three different identities coming mm-hmm. together. And instead of giving you info dumps or like previously seen on, they sort of bring the elements of what you watched into it. So like all the Miss Marvel stuff, like she got a little comic book intro. So you're like, oh, this is the Miss Marvel I know from the show. Right. They did this. She's still a comic book fan, right. you know? And then you get her fan going out a little bit, and then it levels up to Avengers. But mm-hmm. they're bringing the parts of that show that are neat and unique to Miss Marvel's into this, yeah. As well as the Captain Marvel and Rambo stuff, but that's a little bit more subtle because it's not as flamboyant and Indian as right <laughs> and in your face and awesome. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think that Brie Larson in this is really gets to stretch more. She really gets to show off her abilities more. Yeah, yeah. The muscle shirt, sleeveless muscle shirt, was a wonderful idea. I hope she thought of that. No, they ripped that from Aliens. I'm sorry, but that always works. Yeah, yeah you, you put just, a girl in a spaceship and you yes. give her, you give her a work like the the mechanics overalls, yeah. half down in the tank top. Yes. that's geek. That's geek bait 101. It was yes, I was very happy with that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, but anyway, also works in uh, for females on Top Gun. See every yeah, every yeah. army movie ever. I I really like seeing her ship. You got to see more of her personality yep. in general, um, and she got to play more of her personality. She she had more of her memories back. Yeah. That that's part of the thing in Captain Marvel. Even though we liked it, the thing is her memory was basically wiped. So yeah, the yeah. fact that she was robotic was on purpose. That was a choice because. She didn't know what her personality was. Worked for the story, didn't work for the audience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, now she's able to put personality into it. Uh, we get to see that she's got like a lot of 90s stuff. It's very Peter Quill, but 90s. Oh, this is absolutely a, in the Guardian's shelf of your Marvel DVD yeah, collection. Yeah, because you get to see like she's got Beastie Boys DVDs and <laughs> uh, or CDs, I mean. Yeah. And, and maybe there is a Beastie Boys DVD in there. Who knows? And the the clothes and stuff. Um, <laughs> that that it, what's kind of neat is that some of her clothes show back up again, like that Nine Inch Nail shirt mm-hmm. she had in the in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monica's wearing it in this. And and the and then Kamala Khan needs some clothes, so she pulls her clothes out, and they're like total '90s clothes. It's hilarious. <laughs> this is okay. I yeah. didn't have any other. We're best friends now. <laughs> I love all of that. Teen girl sleepover was, in a spaceship. I know it was. Uh, and and Captain Marvel's a lot of fun here because yeah. it's a fun comic book movie. This mm-hmm. is not Captain Marvel that's having to solve the power creep in a in a Avengers saving the world galaxy arc. No. This is and kind of Captain Marvel caused a boo-boo. Yeah, and the it's the arc in the plot is very simple, and that's been some of the complaint. Why is 
And then you'll flip on the head. I bet you any of these toxic guys, I can probably sort through and find them complaining about a movie being too complex. You can't find my comments. I I change my username when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just they'll pick at anything to justify the title of this is is this movie bad? You know this movie failure. Anyway, I just stop doing it. Ah, <laughs> drives me crazy. It is bad. It only made blah million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of blah blah million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um the, you know, it's the plot's super simple. We start off with and a lot of this comes in flashbacks, but I'm just going to go real quick spoilers, of course. Captain Marvel has a problem with the Kree because they brainwashed her and all these problems. Mm-hmm. She blames the Supreme Intelligence, which is also which is this is all comic book stuff, and she goes and destroys the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. Um, apparently, the Kree rely on the Supreme Intelligence. See, the Supreme Intelligence is like their god. So she basically killed God. And it was the factor of the good decision turned out to be the wrong choice right. a little and bit. It, and it leads the Kree to fall into civil war. Yeah. This is why you never make first contact. Right. Star Trek rule with people. <laughs> no, I'm scared. But it's that simple. Yeah. So a Kree civil war happened, and out on top of the civil war came Darben, mm-hmm. who is a minor character they pulled out from the comics, but Darben exists and was a Kree leader at one time. And is played by Zawe Ashton, who is Tom Hiddleston's partner, if you didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Interesting tidbit. And she has the uh, one of the, I don't know if there's more than one of those hammers, the power hammer thing, or if there's ever that's just the uh, staff of office, basically. It seems um, like it would be a staff of office, because... Yeah. If not, that hammer's gotten around because it yeah. seems like we've seen that hammer a bunch. Yeah, you know, like it shows up with the uh, the enumerator or the annihilator or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that called? She got called the Captain Marvel's called the annihilator, right? <laughs> I think yeah. What they call her? Oh, that's what they call her in this. Yeah. But yeah, we've seen that. I I believe it is not a unique hammer, but it is something of status and power mm-hmm. for sure. And now she wants to take revenge on Captain Marvel. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. That's simple. And her plan to take revenge on Captain Marvel is to find the bands of power, (laughs) uh, which Miss Marvel has one of. Yes. And we know that from her show that there's two of them. Yeah. But we don't know where the other one is. Well, Um, they show us right in the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah. They show us where the other one is. Apparently, she knows where the other one is and goes and gets it. Um, and wants both of them because apparently they can make like warp holes or warp hexagons. Are they hexagons? They're hexagons, right? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. hexagons. Which probably means something to like real deep Marvel nerds because I know they like actually put thought and care into they Doctor do. Strange like yeah. designs. Right. But yeah, it's just quantum goo, yeah. Quant- quantum magic. And that's something I also saw some people complaining about. It's like, will you stop? <laughs> it's not. It's not again. I will point you to this wonderful property called Star Trek. If you want people to be super sciencey, crunchy, and try and figure out how everything works, but that's uh, yeah. It's because Marvel it's, floats yeah. in between Star Trek and Star Wars for me. Star Wars is like mm-hmm. totally like space fantasy, and if you're complaining about the physics in there, that's not for you. I will again, sir. Oh yeah, please go to Star Trek. And I would say Marvel's MCU floats in between the two. Totally agree. Yeah. And I do think Marvel has the harder job of because they have fun. Futurama gets this too, uh, like that lane of nerd media. Uh, but Marvel is now in this and that they do such a fun job of sort of putting 
Star Trekiness, logical thought, and real world implications into mm-hmm. it. That when you choose to be like, oh, we're not going to worry about it this time. It's just sort of it. It's how it is. Like, yeah, the, the car just works. Yeah. Like, people are like, no, you have to explain it. We're used to the explanation, which I get, but I, and I get that too. And doesn't I, happen I, here. And I'm sure. also saying there, there's stuff for you. Yeah, that's like that. Yeah. And that's why I'm not a huge Star Trek head, because I lean the other way. I'm the Star Wars, Back to the Future, you know, just tell me a fun story, and I don't really, you don't have to explain to me how stuff works. I don't care if it's that's fun. It. Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. They tried to explain it with midichlorians, and that went, no, yeah. no. So that don't try to explain Star Wars too much. Just make it mysterious and alluring. Right. Yeah. Uh, Darben's plan here is kind of funny, because it is kind of the plan of Spaceballs. Well, for and sure. <laughs> is, Absolutely. Uh, is to basically, because of the war, the Cree solar system and homeworld was destroyed. I don't know how they made their sun go out. That's not explained, but apparently something happened during the war to make the sun go out. Okay. And we've seen enough sun go out in sci-fi yeah. that you making, know what's happening. They're making the sun go out. The atmosphere is gone and the, and the, the water's dried up. So what she has this plan. She's like, I can... Get atmosphere from somewhere else, like Spaceballs. Yep. I can get water from somewhere else, and I can get a sun from somewhere else. Where should I get those from? Every place that Captain Marvel loves. Oh, I'm going to destroy and take everything she loves and use it to build my life. Yes. Back. that. Why, how is that not a fine plot? That, that's, per, that's, that's comic book bad guy that's right. playing God. Right. I'm going to take... <laughs> Earth, wind, light, air, and create my own planet and save my people. And I watch some of these toxic people say, like, this is a terrible villain. I don't know what she wants. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what she wants? <laughs> do you not watch the movie? It's clear what she wants. Yeah. She wants to reestablish her home world, reestablish the Kree Empire, and while she does it, destroy Captain Marvel's spirit. Yeah, but this, did this bad guy ever have a conversation with Thanos? Like, how does he tie in with Hydra? <laughs> I mean, come on now. He can't just be a bad guy that's bent on revenge. That's, that's almost bad. <laughs> Sorry, it worked for every movie in the 80s and 90s. I know, I know, right? I, you could make the argument that it's lazy, I guess. I, I guess, but it's fun. It's fun here. It's fun here. Because they give you everything up front. Yes, they give you everything up front. And I don't want to sit here and defend this movie from the toxic people, but I kind of am because their criticisms aren't... That criticism isn't valid to me because it was clear. I got you. Yeah, what, for that, sure. what the villain is looking for. That's it. I don't know if you... Does everyone need... I don't need everything to be Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, don't. I do not want everything to be Breaking yes, Bad. Yes, yeah. right? <laughs> And then we get the, she's going to get the, there's this scroll world that Captain Marvel um, took the scroll to, like it's a yeah, colony ref, world, a refugee, uh, yeah, refuge world, which apparently is another weird Secret Wars thing because the Secret Wars problem was that the... They couldn't find the world or They whatever. had nowhere to, the Kree on Earth, or scroll. sorry, I, keep, I always mix those up. The scroll on Earth had nowhere to go. Yes. <laughs> So they, yeah. That's, that's why people were like, shouldn't this show be after that? Because, yes, now the scroll have nowhere to go. But it was supposed to be before. So the, wait, the movie is supposed to be before the show? The movie's supposed to be before the show. Supposed oh, to that, be. That, yeah, okay. See, there's that, that, a, lots of things that don't make no sense. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that. Because, I mean, yeah. Like, did a memo get lost somewhere? Well, I'm sure if I, I want to say this is all off the dome, but if you go back to a nerd alerts when we were doing like Marvel slated releases, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this was supposed to come out before, like this was supposed to kick off 
all the spinoff stuff. Oh. So I think maybe the reshuffling here is this this is a an error and a huh. a, a proof of it. Maybe. Like a disc maybe a discontinuity. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's disjointed because huh. Okay. If the show really is, I didn't watch that show, and that can yeah. be a talking point. But if the show does have that plot point, then that's absolutely like, yeah. oh yeah, that's already happened or hasn't happened. Right. Um. Anyway, they go there to suck all the air out, spaceball style, which With is kind of funny because it kind of looks just like it. Yeah, it really does. But sure, we do get a a kind of a as close as this movie gets to me. Um, of a, I won't call it like full gravitas, but there is a moment when Kamala Khan realizes what it means to be a hero where she's like, we need to save everybody. Yes. And Captain Marvel's like, you can't save everybody. The situation is actually too overwhelming. Yes. And that's a lesson learned. Yep. A little bit, a little bit takes a little shininess off that apple. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a good beat that I'm glad they feature in there. If I were like, if that were, if that made me grumpy, which I guess in the immediacy it did, it's the same reason it would make people like, why is, why should I care about this bad guy grumpy? In that there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotional investment for a lot of characters going on here. Yeah. And they try and serve everybody a little bit justice, but they don't give everybody really too much time for you to care. Right. This movie moves quick. Yeah. It doesn't really give you too much time to care about like one's more one specific big like here's your emotional point it's like oh we're gonna hit a whole bunch of them throughout here and it's like okay because then like that happens she learns and then it's like well back to teen girl squad and i I, but i also think that having watched the other properties really helps with that it gives you kind of you feel comfortable with them already because that monica rambo stuff was kind of thin in this i think yeah but having watched wandavision having watched the original captain marvel I did, I felt like it was a continuation. I didn't feel anything was lost. I understood, you know, um, especially WandaVision is where you see her stuff with her mom. Exactly. And, and it, to and, be fair, I had blanked on her blipping, like her blip yeah. part of her flashback. Yeah. I had forgotten about that as part of the backstory. And then when it hits, you're like, oh, crap, she did, like there is this existing thing that explains right. the drama that's going on now, and it makes right. it hit a little harder for sure. And yeah, because there's that whole thing where... Monica Rambeau is mad at Captain Marvel because why didn't you come back and save my mom? Yep. And then when they're doing the thing where they're kind of sharing memories, which is kind of a neat little trope that they did there. Yeah, yeah. Mind um, meld. Star Trek. Yeah, and <laughs> people start going places they're not supposed to go in there. Yeah. Because she was like, no, I don't want you to see that. She saw that she actually did come back to Earth to see her dying mother yep. on her deathbed. That was kind of softened her up. Because when she calls her Lieutenant Trouble, the first she's like, Captain Rambo, you yeah. know, and she's yeah. like, oh, uh, okay. Ugh. And like I said, this is where you get to see Brie act. Yeah, she has something her to shop. That bounce her, up against. Right. That, the face that she makes, like, because she goes from, like, being so happy to see this old friend and gets that kind of shutdown thing. It's almost the, just her face shows that kind of. Uh, it's almost the uh, grab the collar, pull it out, <laughs> David Letterman, like, thing, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And they, they hit that beat a couple times throughout the movie, like the, that tension between them. Right. Are we a team now? We're not a team. <laughs> but that's either for when it's, they do it for good comedic relief, but also when it is emotional, they they do both a good job of sort of playing it up because... Like you do have to know that's the context you do have to know from the properties before right. 
that adds weight to it. Right. Otherwise, right. you're like, you're kind of like, uh, you feel like Captain Marvel as the audience because you're like, why are you mad at me? Right. Like, oh, you're just mad for something it's like no there's actually justified reason yeah. for you to be mad let's learn about it now by joining our minds yeah. well yeah man i i kind of i really really liked the the entanglement trope when they would fight and use their powers and just kept switching I oh mean, yeah yeah that was fun and chaotic and i loved every minute of it absolutely the, i love that the majority of it was set in new jersey in that their house while their the family was like, what's going on? And people kept changing and those two guys got pulled through and then yeah. they're fighting, destroying their house. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, spoiler alert for my answer for favorite fight scene in this movie, but they do it twice. They play with this mechanic and they play with it both the fun ways you can. One is that they're switching like wild magic. Yeah, wild magic. And they're dealing with it and you get to see how each handles the adversity. Right. And it's great to see, oh yeah, of course Captain Marvel is just like, go, go, go. I'm here now. Okay. Like, you know, talks to Nick, Nick Fury when she blips in. She's like, oh, there you are. It's like, what's going on? She has it handled. Rambo has it handled. And then Kamala's like, I think I'm helping. <laughs> right. Or just trying to stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get that fight, which is the nice trio trade off with the powers. And then we get the montage where they're like, we got to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, the montage. I love a montage. And then actually coordinating that effect and using it to their benefit, which you knew was coming, but they the way it animates and actions out yeah. is. Was awesome. that when they did the Beastie Boys for and Galactic? Was that during that montage? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that <laughs> the music is so great? For, that song's great, but. The you know how that song starts. What's the first line of that song? Intergalactic. No, not that. No, the first the the first lyric. Don't you tell me to smile. That's that, it. Yeah. That was a criticism of Brie Larson. See. In the first movie. It, it, Why doesn't she ever smile? You're so much prettier than when you smile, Brie. Don't you tell me to smile. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they also use. Shout out to Skrillex, which is a weird tangent, but one of my favorite albums <laughs> of the year is Skrillex's album, which I wouldn't think I would ever say because yeah. he gets he gets as much hate as I think the Marvels do, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, undeservedly so. Uh, but he put out a banger album and it has a Missy Elliott track on here, and it's like the most bo- it's one of the two like Bollywood influenced albums on mm-hmm. the track, and the fact that it showed up here like to represent Miss Marvel being a badass in one of her fight scenes, like it's when the their weird space elevator that Nick Fury has for his oh, yeah. uh, new space program. Yeah. The so, Saber Station. Saber Station, thank you. So the fight that's in that elevator where she's like swinging around, mm-hmm. that's to that Skrillex song. And I was like, I love this already just because of the song. It was great. Speaking of Bollywood and greatness, let's talk about Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. The part that I should have hated, but I, I didn't. The part I would assume this would take an entire two slices off because it was in this movie. That, that I would have or you would have? That you would have. Yeah. That, that was my prediction. Guess what? You don't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. Okay. Especially since it was, I thought it was delightful to just think of like an alien world where their language is song. They can only sing. That's it. And and then I, it just, this movie is just delightfully fun. It was so much fun, and like you know, even the part where they're like, "Wait, he didn't sing; he's bilingual." That is funny, man. Funny and quick explanation. There's your there's your answer, nerds. But the thing is, too, 
is that this, and I didn't know this at the time, but I think it's even neater now that I found out, it, this is a real place from the comics. It's a place from the comics where everyone speaks in rhyme. I believe in the that. comic book. Now that, that may, you can't really do songs in the comic book, but you can in movies. Yeah. And what is singing but rhyming anyway? So it's the same place. There's already a place established out there in the universe where everyone has to speak in rhyme. I'm glad it's canon and justified then. Yeah. Because it, it, I don't know. This may speak to old sci-fi heads like us that it's easier to accept it. I'm glad you liked it. But this, to me, is evidence that this were, this is intended to be a don't-think-about-it-fun comic book movie because th- they do this in Star Trek. They do this in Doctor Who. They yeah, do this yeah, in yeah. Buffy. You go to a world where song is the communication. Right. Does it work better in a TV show when you have the episode of the week that you need to fill? Yeah. Sure. Is it a little weird in an hour and 45-minute movie? Yeah, but they they justified it. They explained it. And that's the thing is I heard some of these toxic people say, why is this even here? Is it so Brie Larson can sing? But the thing is, is that we already established that the plot is, is that Darben is trying to take things from places that Captain Marvel loves. Yes. And this plant has lots of water. So she decides this is where the water is going to come from. And she loves it because she's married to the prince. And I know that they're like, oh, this is a throwaway thing. That comic book that uh, Aladdin appears in, yes. the whole plot of it is this, <laughs> that she has to marry the prince because it's a matriarchal. There's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so if you're like a super big Captain Marvel head, this would hit in all the right places for you. And that that's because Marvel is really good at this. They know that if they're going to take a flight of fancy, they're going to have to pull some source right. and be like, oh, no, we, we, we source this flight of fancy. And I literally heard <laughs> I literally heard some guys because this like this is people just looking for stuff now. I literally heard some guy say, oh, all of a sudden they have these costumes that just appear like what is this place magic? Yes, they, they can do that at this place. Duh. I mean, yes. I don't understand. There's been tons. There's been 33 movies. They're bilingual and they're bi-clothingal. There's been 33 movies. Yes. There's been plenty of places where they have, especially out in space. That's it. I mean, Peter Quill has a a mask that comes out of nowhere, just builds itself. Boom. It's like, I don't know what it is. Is it like micro bots or something? Yeah. Nanobots, something like that. That's it. So guess what? This planet has that too. And if you think X-Men do exist in the world, we have shapeshifters and mystiques. So right. I, I don't... Th- not it, the weirdest. It, yes. It's such a weird criticism of the... of. It's such a weird criticism. It doesn't make any sense. Yes. And, like, if you're not looking at this as sort of the fun, lighthearted romp that it is, mm-hmm. this is a, a scene that is sort of the most divergent from the rest of right. it. Right. I get that. But when you consider the things, we, the points we've already made and the fact that... They did this already in Miss Marvels as well. In that this is a like this is a dance Bollywood break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they pull Bollywood influences for the entirety of Miss right. Marvels, and yes. so they're incorporating Miss Marvel into her yes, character here, exactly, and giving her a Bollywood. Moment. And Kamala Khan is eating it up. She She's is loving the whole dancing thing, dancing like crazy, yeah. and doing. <laughs> I I found this out. Thank you, Internet, for people who don't hate on everything. Is she does the same dance three times. Like she does it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She does it once. She does a dance here that she also does at her brother's wedding that she also does somewhere else in Miss Marvel. Yeah. But three times she has like moves. That's it. Because <laughs> yeah, she, she's stuck in the nineties. Look at yeah. her clothing. Look uh-huh. at yeah. Look at the music she listens to. It's endearing, but she only has nineties dance moves. <laughs> uh, here's another funny thing though, and this is speculation, but 
This is also positron power. Mm. Um, the setup is entirely from the start of WandaVision where we're getting Rambo from. Yeah. WandaVision is sitcom humor bits. They right. show up to a planet and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of the queen here. I married some guy. Uh, sorry, put this, put these masks on. Yeah. Like, what? That's, that's, that's Dick Van Dyke goes to space like 101, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is what we got in WandaVision. So, again, not out of the norm. Like, is it weird because we're coming off of the, the Avengers save the world and the blip and Thanos and all this yeah, big yeah, backstory? Yeah. And now the multiverse and things are expanding and all that. This is the, the antithesis of that. So, right. And it, there's so much fan service in here that's so deep that I had to look it up. I mean, I'm not that big of a Marvel head, like this whole Aladdin thing, and that, that there was a whole comic book about this. Yeah, yeah. And the the costumes that they they're given are things that have appeared in the comics but before the photon costumes one that appeared there before with a little she, yeah. she oh, rips yeah, yeah. the things off but those are from the comic <laughs> right um on. and the whole thing kamala khan throughout the whole thing is trying she's like you need a code name yeah. i miss marvel she's captain marvel and every single one of her code names is like something that she's shown up as. Yeah, in okay. the past, yes, that yeah. has been used or 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 had some other character use. Of course, it's yeah. just yeah, it's just constant. Most of it passed me by because I'm, but I just love the fact that you know that there's someone out there <laughs> who loves Captain Marvel and has read all this stuff who's just just eating it up. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's what this is for them. That's it. Which is Easter eggs still into what would otherwise be just, it, it's so Star Trek. And I guess this is making you, showing your hand that you're more Trekkie than you admit. But yeah, yeah, I know. No, like this I is, love Next Generation, though. Yeah, see, and this is, oh, you could see Picard being, it's like, oh, I've married this woman on a planet. We can't stop here. Like, <laughs> it would be Riker, though. That would Oh, it that. would be Riker, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> Riker's like, oh, we're stopping at what planet? <laughs> Tugging on his shirt real hard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is this is Star Trek all day long, which is fun. And so, yeah, I had my expectations set right for this, and that's just another great beat in a series of great beats. I also don't... Do you get... Like, I've softened over the years, I think, and maybe I'm too... Tell me if I'm too soft. But when they're doing stuff, when they're doing the because, the, the it's, it's like this because, or we did this because... Yeah. It doesn't bother me, as because one of the one of the criticisms I saw is yeah. that why didn't Monica Rambo close the portal from the other side? And it's like because she needed to go to X Men Land. Yeah, because yeah, and like some people are like oh she should have just closed her from that. She could have closed her from that side. And I was like I don't know, maybe she couldn't have. I, how do you know <laughs> exactly? The people that have a problem with it had an expectation and it right. wasn't delivered upon. Uh, but two things that support this. It's it's comic book, that's just comic book foundational 101. It's this is because this. Like, right. <laughs> this gun does this because the bad guy. Because reasons. It's the bad guy's weakness. Right, exactly. It all ties together yes. because we're creating Kryptonite. this out of scratch. Exactly. So that's comic book logic 101. But also for me, and this is a weird pull, but there's an old movie called Thank You for Smoking that has oh, yeah. a, a Two-Face Harvey Dent in it. Yeah. Aaron Eckhart from the, okay. the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but this is in Thank You for Smoking, and it's Rob Lowe, and he says, you know, we're doing this scene. He's a Hollywood executive talking about the scene they're doing about the sci-fi movie, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's having a cigarette. He's like, you're letting him smoke in space? 
He's like, oh yeah, we'll just put it in a line. He's like, yeah, we made this thing that makes it safe to smoke in space. And then he's smoking in space and he continues talking about the scene. But I always think of the Hollywood executives like, yeah, just throw in the line. Like, quit thinking about it. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how that's how sci-fi movies Spike work. Spike Spiegel smokes in space. There you go, see? <laughs> but if you think about it real hard, it caused everything to explode. Yes. You know? Don't think about it too hard. I know. You don't, don't want to think about it too hard. <laughs> uh, we, we have been doing the positron power, but I will ask you, do you have any legit gripes about this movie or anything that didn't work for you? Jeez. Uh, Maybe it was a leading question. I'll I'll go first. I'll be the you can help me you can help me correct my grumpiness that okay. I have the two couple points. You kinda did already a little bit, but Samuel L. Jackson seems so oddly performed in this movie. Oh yeah. And I'm absolutely willing to chalk that up that I did not see Secret Invasion, yeah. Secret Wars. Like, well, the criticism is is that he in Secret Wars he had, had a change of character from what he'd been before. And him in this movie is how he was was before? Because here it, he just seems real goofy, real, like, real goofy. I see what you're saying. But, uh, but he, like, this one is supposed to be the, like, vacation version of Samuel L. Jackson. Remember from way back when? Ah, Remember he was, like, okay. wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he looked like he was on the beach, but he was actually up in the space station? That was at the end of No Way Home? So, okay, so this is pulled from vacation, yes. Nick Fury. Yeah, that makes it's a little bit more vacation, sense. Nick Fury. See, okay, that. But does... apparently, no one who wrote this read the script of Secret Wars, other than Samuel L. Jackson, I guess. But of course, you said they might have filmed this before that. So, and it definitely, I would, I would imagine that my reaction to Samuel L. Jackson, because I love him, no shade against the man, but my reaction to him, I think, is because of this joint disjointedness, because. I don't know if I read in a headline that it was a point in Secret Wars or the show that I didn't watch, but I kept thinking like he was going to still be a, a Kree Skrull body invasion dupe. Like yeah. I thought it was fake Samuel Jackson. Oh. And I don't know if they've already done that and revealed it or if that's never going to happen. Oh, yeah, I know. But that was in my head and I was like, he's so goofy. Why is he so goofy <laughs> in this movie? It did throw me a little bit, but... It makes sense that it is, oh, I'm too old for this crap. I was on vacation. Yeah, yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. Well, yeah. And uh, the, the I don't have tons of gripes. I didn't really need to hear Cats, the cat song. <laughs> but it was funny that there was tons of little flurkins and that they they have pocket universes in their stomachs. And they're like, this is how we get everyone out of here on the limit of... It's a great plan. But... And I... <laughs> I thought it was very funny that the, everyone's like running from them. They're like, do not run from the flurkin. Let them. <laughs> I would absolutely run from that, though. Yeah. Tentacles coming out of a tiny kid. I love I cats, know. but man, that is that is ferocious. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the cat song, but for some weird reason, again, that should have made me not like it. Yep. But it, it worked okay. It worked great because it's a perfect one-shot ending to a one-shot villain, to a one-shot popcorn movie uh-huh yeah yeah it's an ends that justify the means i mean the the only thing is like i i don't know see that doesn't even bother me it's weird because you think these things like <laughs> we i mentioned it is kind of the plot of space balls and it did kind of look like when they're sucking out of the of the shield with the, the vacuum everybody cleaner. goes to sleep <laughs> uh, uh, it did look like that and it yeah. kind of makes me wonder if they were sitting there going like you know what this looks like right and they're like yeah or if they were like what I don't know which one it was 
It's a little bit of I'm, both. One designer was like, yeah. <laughs> and the ex- executives were like, what? And he's like, oh, nothing. Yeah. It's totally Spaceballs. Am um, I going to get fired? <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing that made me particularly grumpy about this other than I think that I almost wanted more of it. It was like this movie was short. It was the shortest movie ever. Um, it was fast. I think they could have maybe given a little more time for Tayona Paris and Brie Larson to breathe with there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Kamala Khan, as much as we love her, she was just kind of there as the a little bit of comic relief mixed with the one who really brings them together. Yeah, yeah. It is very sweet when she's doing that hug thing. She's like, get over here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe a little bit more. Which is uh, the criticism is that I didn't get enough. That's, hey, that's a good uh, criticism to have. I, and I did say it as a point earlier. There are a lot of moving parts in here. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of relationships. There's a lot. There's triangles and bonds and a lot of pre-existing conditions. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot going on, and they don't really spend too much of time with any of it, which I think is the smart way to do it. Right. But you do get like, oh well, I wish I'd seen more of this or more of that. For sure. Mm-hmm. We got to see Tessa Thompson. We got to see Valkyrie for a, yeah. a, a minute. It was good. It was a nice surprise. Yeah. Another, it, like, we thought we got all the Marvel females, but no, there's more than just three of them. Yeah. And that's that was what was really neat about this, too. You, I am well established on this podcast, and in general, I enjoy watching women kick butt. <laughs> it is a and, fun thing. And I know, like, a lot of people go, oh, a woman that size could never. Okay, guess what? There's no men in this at all. Like, even the villain's female, too. It's true. So it's like four women fighting each other. Ah, man, that was great. It passes the, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Bechtel? Bechtel test? Bechtel? Bechtel test? Bechtel. Yeah, something Something like that. that. Yeah. Where it's two, it passes the test if there's two female characters in a movie, Mm -hmm. and they spend more than like five five on-screen minutes together not talking about a man, Mm -hmm. which I, I think it passes multiple times. So your favorite fight scene was the first one, the wild magic one? Yeah, I, yeah. because of the changing locations, right. and it is a little bit more chaotic. I do like a montage, but I do yeah. like that this was a montage of errors. Yeah, the montage was the montage was fun, but I just kind of I thought of it now because that's I liked when all four of them were fighting each other and they had they were all clicking on all cylinders yes. and that was all gone. But then she did get the bracelet away from her. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but then it burned her up. Uh, too much power <laughs> too much power uh, see we know, we've we seen that we know what that is i know which was another complaint that i saw someone have and i was like come on man you know what i don't know the age of these people i'm thinking i'm wondering if they skew younger because to me this was like an 80s cartoon oh for in sure in a lot of ways yeah, yeah that i guess that's why i keep saying it's like a comic book because that's the same thing yeah but it has a lot of the tropes, the villain, uh, the, the the way stuff works of like an 80s cartoon yeah, where yeah. you just sit there and you're like, wow, that was good. Now I'm going to go color. <laughs> you know. Just now thinking of it, there's actually nothing really kiddy about this movie. There's nothing childish in the movie. Like, right. The, the, I think the youngest this movie skews is uh, Kamala Khan's age, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 16. Iman, yeah. So like. I think that's as young as you get, and then it's up from there. Yeah. So that would explain sort of the reaction to it. Yeah. Old grumpy dudes now. I guess I, so. I, I really think it's just if this movie existed in a vacuum, yeah, which it doesn't. It's, it's true. hard to judge it that way, but true. being the positron, I'm going to judge it in a vacuum because I can. This is my <laughs> podcast, our podcast. Yeah. 
Uh, I just this in the vacuum, and without context, this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. But Marvel burnout is it, it is a fact. It is a thing for sure. It's absolutely happening. It is. It's causing the business of Marvel to shift and reschedule and yeah. slow down. Yeah, no, it is for sure. And I think that's for the good. I do like I'm with I'm with it. Like I feel that burnout. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like like Loki season two, as good as it is, yep. was like slog. I got gotcha. you. Like I kinda had to be like, watch this. You gotta watch this, you know? <laughs> and that's I mean, that's part of the burnout. Yeah. So I don't think this works as the intended fix of like, here's your here's your mood correction or here's your palate cleanser, you know, right. which I kind of think how it's intended. Okay. But I do think it... A sorbet, if you will. Pretty much. A sorbet of, of, <laughs> of flavors. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think its intention was, but it's a little too late for that at the moment with how burned out yeah. people are. But it leads me to a meta point, which I, I think I'll do in my pizza rating. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? I want to talk about a, one of my favorite silly moments. What's your favorite silly moment? Uh, I love, I love that cat. I love yeah. every. I do love that the ending was. I, I mean, it's Tribbles. The goose? Tribble, goose. It, yeah, it, it's goose, goose is the cat. Yeah, he's great. I love that he has his own backstory. I mean, come on, everybody gets a backstory, and you yeah. invest in it. But Nick Fury doesn't have an eye because of him. It's see, it all ties together <laughs> when even when it doesn't. That's what. That's why when he saw him, he's like, "Is that goose?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, and yeah, just, that's why he has Miss Marvel to take care of it and all that. But I love that trope. It's pulling from Star Trek again. It's the tribal with tribbles. Yeah, that little, was a very tribal thing. And a little D story yeah. with all the stories we got going yeah, on. There's in here. little. There's little biomasses all over the place. Yeah, but uh, I'm a big fan of the silent critter that is seemingly the house animal that has a smaller brain. Mm -hmm. But this is actually. A quite intelligent knew what it was doing yeah, all along yeah. saves the day yeah. you know i love that so yeah. my favorite silly moment is the cats is the cats yeah specifically they... goose but <laughs> goose becomes a mama i guess yeah one this might get past some people because of other stuff that was going on but it, it made me i don't know if you were sitting next to me so i don't know if you remember me i laughed pretty hard when when they're switching places and Kamala Khan starts falling out of the air because Captain Marvel was flying. Yes. And they're telling, he's, they're telling Monica, like, fly, you can fly, I know you can fly. And then she flies up there to get her. And then Kamala Khan makes the ball. And when they come down, they do a switch again. And then Captain Marvel hits the ground really hard. Yeah. And her whole family goes... Whew. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 it's just like it's like like poor poor Carol Danvers is like so confused. She's like, why am I why am I why did I hit dirt really hard right now? Yeah. She's probably got dirt in her I know she's invulnerable, but she's probably got dirt in her mouth. You know? Yes. She's probably like and the, and the, but the whole family and Nick Fury are like, oh, whew. Oh, oh yeah. Oh of course, yeah, and their mom is only worried about Kamala. She's yeah, that's like, what oh, I'm okay. saying. Yeah. <laughs> just made me, I don't know, it made me laugh so hard. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. And unfortunately, it transported them up to the big bad, but still. Still. It was really funny. A good comedic beat. Yeah. And like, we we comment on how we like the tidbit of Marvel's getting in the habit of showing the aftermath in sort of the indirect substances, you know? But now we get to see the Kamala's house being trashed after that battle. Oh, yeah. And like Nick Fury kind of being like, we might be able to pay for this. And mom's like, well, it's broken now. What are we going to do? And it's just like, yeah, but when, huh? they, when he showed up, when they showed up at the door, they're yeah. sitting there sweeping up and there's Nick Fury. Yeah. And Monica Rambo. And they're like, hi. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that kind of comic beat too. <laughs> the, 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 she was like, is this a new iPad? And then she's like, no, it's like a top secret. And she's like, but it's clear you can see what else. Yeah, it's classified. It's uh, like you can see, see it from the other side. side. Uh, you don't think about it until somebody says it. Oh my gosh. Really funny. And she stole the thing because we see it in the... <laughs> do we want to talk about the two after beats? Go for it. So the first after beat, I got really excited. Because they're working on doing the new Avengers now. Young Avengers. Young Avengers. Uh, and we get to see the great Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Yeah. The new Hawkeye. Who's already butting heads with Kamala Khan. Yeah. Great. And again, you toxic guys, what is wrong with you? That Yes, those are the exact same lines Nick Fury says to Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's on purpose. They're doing that. It's called a callback. It's not lazy. That's on purpose, one, because of Kamala Khan, and two, because of Iman uh, Iman Vellani. Yes. Like, they both thought of that idea. It's like, oh, we should do Nick Fury's lines. uh, Why is that a bad thing? I found someone who said that was a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? They're tired of callbacks. They're burnt out on callbacks. I know. It's... (laughs) I don't... I understand, and I want to put this point out there again for everyone listening. I understand real critics and real criticism. Yeah, yeah. That is not a real criticism. That making no sense. It's lazy writing. I don't think it's valid- lazy writing because it's 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 a callback. True. Oh, it's absolutely. supposed to make you go like, ah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So anyway, uh, the, that's, that's exciting because I feel like if I want to see Mavalani and more stuff. Yes. So if she's going to be in it, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld, we know, is a great actor. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, she mentioned Ant-Man's daughter. Very much so. Who knows what we're, one we're going to get, though, because that's she's been played by two different of-age actors. Means they can have fun with it. So yep. I don't know who they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, apparently the Marvel world has been going crazy. The the fans have been going crazy over because they've uh, like comics do. Uh, they've done the the Young Avengers multiple times, mm-hmm. so they've had different groups. Yes, and they've been scouring back through the young people that have shown up in these thirty three movies plus shows. And I've, apparently, like Wanda's two kids, yeah, they show up in one set. I believe of it. it, and apparently, like. The, the Hulk kid shows up okay. at one point in yeah, one yeah. of it. And America Chavez yeah, yeah. as well um, has been in it before. So uh, I think they're going to be just, we're going to know who all these people are. They've, For sure. They've been in things. And I, I even think that if they can get the rights and Spider-Man's supposed to be there too, <laughs> Tom Holland kind of acted like he didn't want to do it anymore. I, I He seems like he, they, he's given it enough of a spin, yeah. I mean, a trilogy like that's enough yeah. to to say you took your turn on a character, right. you know? Right. I don't know, and I would imagine it seems like he's so good at it. He's though. great, but I think trilogies and arcs. Yeah. I don't know if I think we're getting them again, but if we aren't, that mean if we aren't getting trilogies again, then they're like they can look at things like maybe we don't need Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can just be it's this guy is Spider Man for this movie. Oh, also, um, the also black the Florence Pugh Black Widow as well. That's it. It's supposed to be in there as well. Man, I a hope movie, she brings her pockets. A movie with Florence Pugh, Haley Steinfeld, and Amavalani all in it together. You don't. You won't know what to do with yourself. Whew. That'll be a good time right there. Agreed. 
We'll go. To, we'll do another movie day night. And all as excited as I am about that, the after credit scene or mid after, I don't know. It was in there somewhere. Yep. The whole other world, Monica Rambo ends up in an alternate universe, <laughs> and we get Kelsey Grammer Beast Beast. Kelsey Grammer Beast. And her mom as Photon. Yes. But doesn't that not her mom? Yeah. Because that Photon never had a child. Alternate universe. And the internet is buzzing that this might be the alternate universe that Deadpool and alternate Wolverine are in. I believe it. Because <laughs> Wolverine shows up with Kelsey Grammer Beast. So that's he got, that is supporting it. He got Hugh Jackman to come. Hugh Jackman's like, I'm done. Logan was it. Of course. And then come have it? fun. And Ryan Reynolds is just. Everyone, I guess everyone has a man crush on Ryan Reynolds, even Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. So he called him up on his Mint Mobile phone, and he's like, hey, Hugh, I know you said you're done with Wolverine, but you can be Wolverine with me, and you can get to wear that cool yellow one from yeah. the... Because we're going to make it look uh-huh. exactly like the cartoon, because that seems so like what they want to do, is make yeah. it look exactly like the cartoon. And it's... Oh, I love that. The, the set picture of that that costume is amazing. And the internet rumor, too, that I th- that people have said that they think they might be doing is that there was a point in the comics where the, the MCU world that we're in now mm-hmm. and this alternate world started colliding together. Yeah, yeah. And then the two... The heroes from each had to, like, fight each other to see who was the best. I and, think that's a 616 stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then it ended up making the two worlds merge together. <laughs> Um, which is kind of appropriate when someone bought another world so they can literally merge them together. Makes sense. Yeah. What if the merger was real? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. But Fringe did it better. That's all I'll say. No. So I'm excited because I really enjoy Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I always did, but especially Logan, to me, was one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be CGI yeah. Kelsey Grammer, though, because yeah. that dude's way was, too old it to was be C- beast it now. Was, it was CGI. It was, that was all CGI, and a lot of people complained that it looked too much like a cartoon, but it's an after credit yeah, scene. It's Come a on. superhero movie. No. They look like monsters. <laughs> I say, let that guy rest, man. Kelsey Grammer's done. But he's got to sell in and scramble things. They're calling again. <laughs> the pizza's calling again. Oh, is our pizza here? Ding dong. The pizza here means it's the end of the podcast, but it also means it's time for our pizza rating. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, every time we do an assumption, which is the review of a movie or a show or some sort of property, even video games, we've, uh, we do a pizza rating. That's our rating system. Instead of thumbs up and thumbs down, even though that's on our logo, those are... TM'd and copyrighted, I think. <laughs> uh, so we use the pizza rating. That's it. Uh, out of eight slices of pizza, eight being the best, one being the worst, and we put toppings and sides and all kinds of stuff to goose it. Um, <laughs> Love you, cat. Yeah. We will uh, get the pizza rating. So Mikey, the Marvels. The Marvels. Much derided by the internet. <laughs> the majority of people think this is a Hawaiian pizza, and they don't like Hawaiian pizzas. Pineapple is a crime. What are you doing? Yes, it's those people. What do you give the Marvels? <laughs> well, I guess at set up expectations is I did go into this expecting a palate cleanser because I knew we were at the end of phases and I was mm-hmm. like, what What are they going to do? And I sort of guessed right, which worked out in my favor. So I ordered from the place I usually order and they brought me the pizza I'm usually getting yeah. is, is what kind of worked out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this, I'll say it, it's going to be a six, a whole bunch of toppings, just ah. to get the, the official number on record. Um, but it loses a little bit, and this is personal for me, and I'll give the bullet points right now, but this may have to be another uh, podcast point. But 
the idea of Captain Marvel's character, I don't like. Yeah. I don't like uh, Superman's. Yeah, yeah, Superman. And it is a Superman character. It is, for sure. And I'm realizing that is a thing that I don't enjoy in my media. Mm. It makes me grumpy. But I'm realizing that's just not a flavor of ice cream that I right. want. Right, yeah. So it does lose a slice for that because it's it just like, uh, grump. Okay. What's the other slice? <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, it's more that this is just... It's low investment. This is you. a palate cleanser. This is a a popcorn eaten, sit and watch. Don't think about it. But you know that also means that the quality you're getting it's Applebee's. You know, mm, yeah. We we're not eating I for Tellys over here. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're getting the Domino's thing right, first. Right, I love right. it. So it it's that sort of mm-hmm. the, losing mm-hmm. a little slice in that department. Mm-hmm. But hour and forty five minutes. Lots of jokes. A Bollywood scene. Yeah, there's there's a, a great music. There's mm. a lot of things to enjoy, and we we both laughed out loud in the movie theater just sitting next to us yeah. and the two people behind us, and yeah. we had a great time. So yeah, fully fully loaded six slicer. Wow, yeah, this movie, if you couldn't tell, was a ton of fun for me as well. Most of the defending I've been doing is defending against toxicity and not so much defending the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm kind of trying to put out there more. Um, you can criticize stuff without. Just saying it stinks. For sure. But going into that, too, this was also like someone told me, like, that pizza place stinks. <laughs> no one buys pizza from there. Nobody likes it. And I went to the pizza place and I was like, no, this pizza, this is a good pizza. This is a decent pizza. No, you can't like Frank's. Everybody uh, hates Frank's now. Yeah, this is. a Oh, oh I kind of like this little sauce they gave me over here. You know, oh, this is good. I, I like it. I'll come back here again. So yeah, it was. It's like that. Um, it. Is it the best pizza in town? No, but it's definitely not the worst pizza in town. Agreed. That being said, is this movie perfect? No. Is it a lot of fun? Yes. So I really, it's hard for me to like take anything off, really, other than it's not the bestest. But I had so much fun. I think that I am going to give this eight slices. Ooh. But it's just a cheese pizza. But it does come with a tasty sauce. Like an Alfredo sauce? A pesto base? What are we talking? Like some kind of dipping sauce for the crust at the end. Like like a garlic Garlic butter or something like that. Garlic gutter, as we said on one but it is like a But it is like like a Papa John's or a Domino's. It's it's delivery. It's a delivery place that you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Not exactly like the Frank's place, but to me it is like more like the Applebee's thing. This is like a Domino's Pizza Hut delivery pizza. There you go. You know, hey, it comes pizza with pizza. this nice sauce. Yeah, even little Caesar, a little Caesar's cheese will do in a pinch. But Hot it's the ready. but it's the whole pizza. That's it. It's the whole pizza. I love it. So this is a whole regular delivery franchise pizza. I love it. I enjoyed it. You know, some the. Did it? The, did I? Maybe I. Maybe I had to order the garlic sauce, so that's why I'm like, ah, I had to order it. But you know, it's fine. That's Brie Larson's muscle shirt is the garlic sauce. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> just for you. I like it. Uh, quick point. I hope this does mean that we get more one shots because I think that's something they can do to battle the burnout. Yeah. Uh, if this was indeed like, hey, we're going in a different different direction. This was a very self contained movie. That's it. And. Now that you've done 33 of them, as we've said many times on this podcast, and now that the audience knows these characters and knows, if they even if they don't know the specifics, 
we are now familiar enough with a superhero movie that you could say, hey, it's kind of like this. And we'll be like, oh, it's kind of like that. And so you can just one-shot it all day long. It's Captain Marvel saves the day doing this. It's mm-hmm. Thor teams up with this dude to saves the day doing mm-hmm. this. It's what comic books did when the Civil War huge narrative storyline happened. In comic books, they were like, oh, crap, we got to switch up writers and make people do one-shots because we've, we've been doing this for two years. Yeah. People need a change. So I hope this means that we get more Marvel one-shots yeah. for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you guys know what we think. We want to know what you think. Am I totally crazy? Yes. Giving it eight slices? No. Um, is Mikey totally crazy giving it seven? Wait, six with all the toppings all on All the it. toppings. Are we Hawaiian pizza lovers over here while everyone else is like, that's tragic. Oh, forget about it. Well, we want to know what you guys think. Love us or hate us. We want you guys to let us know. Please. Uh, hit us up on all the social medias, Facebook. Instagram, threads, which we kind of go to. The artist formerly known as X. The artist formerly known as Twitter. So mostly Instagram and Facebook. Uh, at AssumingPod. You can also uh, Gmail us, AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, yo, Maki. How do you want them to format the Gmail? Uh, let your cat walk on your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, in honor of Captain Marvel. <laughs> Show me, show your cat some love. Let it walk on the keyboard for just part of the message. Some goose you know, action. don't just send the cat's message because yeah. I only speak a little bit of cat. But yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. Get goose involved. If you guys enjoy what we do here and want to help us fight toxic fandom, podcasting ain't free. So if you want to put something in the tip jar, you can buy us a coffee. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod. I need more power. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening and being the best positrons there ever were. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Go see something fun, even if it isn't the Marvels. Just find a fun movie that you can just crunch popcorn to and turn your brain off for 90 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. Have some fun. Go to the movies.